Join us today to find out all about risk reversal and the three strategies to adjust it so your customer has no doubt in their mind that they need to choose you over your competitors. You're listening to Digital Bacon FM. 10 o'clock, top of the hour. It's Friday. That means the man, the man of the moment, the legend, Stephen Barnes, joins us on the line. Good morning, sir. Uh, Well, hello, Mr. Black. A very, very good afternoon to you from sunny Hong Kong, um, where, as I said, the sun is shining, the birds are singing. And Uh, nobody's rioting. Hey. Well, I was going to say, uh, we had our uh, Bastille moment, right, uh, <laughs> with uh, Legco being sacked on Monday, mm-hmm. much to uh, everybody's shock and horror. Uh, but anyway, uh, that was then, and this is now, and uh, it would seem that uh, slowly, slowly matters will get addressed, as they always do in Hong Kong, so I'm not too concerned about it. But I know, had you been there, at the front of the troops, leading as you do, uh, with great um, passion mm. and and a plum and focus, that uh, none of those shenanigans would have happened uh, had you been in charge. Mm. Uh, so come back, Jason. All is forgiven. <laughs> That's the message from the crowds. I can just imagine Carrie Lamb standing in the front of the legislature saying, "Let them eat dim sum." Understand emotionally understandable, politically absolutely stupid. Uh huh. So good, sir. Marketing matters. Reversing the risk. But of course, as you always start, a little intro where we are and how we got here. Right. So, well, no, I, actually, actually, you're on my show, remember? <laughs> I, I'm in the driving seat. I think you have to explain where you are and then I'll pick up the thread. So I'll pass that ball over to you. Where are we exactly in this process, sir? We are on Module 7, Chapter 28 of you going through with us how to create a monopoly with no money invested, very little time, and how to create a big presence on the internet. And that's because we are moving from what kind of economy to what kind of economy? An industrial economy to a connection economy. See, I do listen sometimes, Uh, being being that I don't have a formal education. Well, that's true. Mm-hmm. And when we move from a for- from a formal education, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get back on track. Absolutely, okay. yeah, sir. Yeah, you yeah, have a face for back, radio, so. right? <laughs> right. Okay. So it's about how to build a monopoly from nothing with no money invested, and uh, part of the kind of resulting business model that comes from sort of you know understanding that everything changes when you move from one type of economy to another uh that business model has certain facets to it and uh one amongst other facets that we've discussed previously is this importance well the importance of essentially reversing the risk in the transaction that you're seeking to have with people uh, via your web proposition now i discovered true risk reversal uh, about seven years ago, um, I dallied with risk reversal 25 years ago. And when I say dallied with risk reversal, uh, it was a case of once upon a time, I used to give her a 50, I used to give a 50% money back guarantee. And then after a while, I realized it, it was costing me more in goodwill to explain the whole justification for a 50%, you know, refund guarantee. 
than I was actually, you know, getting value out of um, you know, that, that exercise. So I thought, sod it, uh, I should move to 100% money-back guarantee. So uh, I moved to 100% money-back guarantee about, let's say, 15 years ago from, say, 20, no, no, 20 years ago from 25 years ago. So I was still dallying with it, but even though I understood that essentially I was assuming all the risk rather than reversing the risk, uh, then when it came time uh, for me to save my ass, circa 2011-2012, and I, I needed to inject a compelling proposition into my offer such that it would essentially be irresistible on the part of the customer because I needed that customer to um, essentially part with their money, putting the money from their bank account into my bank account because I knew that if I had their money in my bank account, then I could solve my problems uh, whilst I'm solving their problems. Mm. So the ultimate solution to my quandary was to ensure that uh, I got money off people. And so the irresistible offer of moving from 100% money-back guarantee to 200% money-back guarantee, um, once I'd understood the phenomenon of an irresistible offer, uh, just made perfect sense to me because I knew that as long as I could get somebody's money in my bank account, that was the solution to all my immediately pressing problems, and I could I could sort of you know uh, sort myself out out from that. Okay. So so yeah, I understood the notion of reversing the risk, and then I realised that the best way to reverse the risk was to, in my instance, was to put forward an irresistible offer, which is a two hundred percent money back guarantee. Okay, so so herein lies yeah. the, herein herein lies my difficulty with it i understand the principle of it yeah. for yeah. me yeah. Yeah. for me ultimately the risk is getting or not getting the visa right. the double your money back guarantee means nothing if you haven't got the visa because ultimately that's what you want you mitigate your right. risk really by saying it didn't matter if i gave 500 percent back because i'm the <clears throat> likelihood is i'm only going to take cases that i'm confident i can get through because they legitimately are entitled to work in Hong Kong. Therefore, it's not easy to do, but I know how to make it work. Right. So, but remember, in my, in my business, okay, there's some things that I can guarantee and there's some things that I can't guarantee. Hmm. In my business, I can guarantee that I can give you double your money back. Hmm. But in my business, I can't guarantee that the governments are going to give you a visa. Hmm. So when you understand that, phenomenon and that's inherent to the immigration story right you know there's always the potential risk that you won't get what you're looking for because it's a, a thing where you've got no control over the outcome sure. but when you are um in that situation all that you can do to the other party is to say to them look um knowing that there is a risk that you won't get approved and knowing that i have sufficient confidence to be able to give you the maximum level of peace of mind that you need from having a relationship with me because that's what you're buying from me anyway. Mm. What I'm prepared to do is I'm prepared to make a bet with you. My bet is this. I've got such confidence that I can get you your visa that if you give me X and I don't get you your visa after you know me trying my absolute hardest with no you know resource constraints whatsoever uh, during the time that I'm supposed to do what I'm doing for you, if at the end of the exercise I still can't get your visa, then, then I'm going to give you double your money back. Now, yeah, they don't want the money back, but what they need to know is that mm. you know I'm in it with them, right? Okay, and so, so it's a bet. So if we had to put uh, visa lawyer one 
versus Visa Lawyer 2 being you both next to each other and Joe Soap had to say, right, I've got to pick between A and B. Do I understand or is it a subliminal thing that says, right, the guy that's that's going to put it out on the block and give me twice my money back, he's probably the better one to go with because ultimately they know that it's not about the money, it's about the confidence. Well, okay. Let me ask your, you your, that question. Your, 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 well, your you, looks and which aside. Who would you go for? Well, <laughs> well, indeed, and <laughs> my formal education. <laughs> which one would I go for? I remember yeah. a lunch or a dinner where I was told that – um, you get two kinds of people in the world, ones that pay and ones that don't. You're the kind that pays. So I quite obviously went with you. And and you know why? Yeah, but that's not what I asked you, right? I know. I, yeah, I know why. Go on, I know why. But tell us anyway, but then I'm going to ask you that. I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask you to go back. I'm going to, I'm going to ask you to answer the question that I asked you, but go on, ask, tell me why. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm such a terrible guest. Uh, well, because A, you, a, a, a you, dom, you dominated the internet um, when I went looking for somebody. B, you called when you promised to call. Can you remember calling me back? I was doing a, I was yeah. doing a TV shoot. And you, yeah, and you, yeah, you said, exactly. hi, I'm phoning about your visa. And I said, I'm a bit fucking busy at the moment, actually. I've got a camera yeah. crew all over the place. But yeah, I remember. I remember you saying to me. I remember the words you said to me. Uh, yeah. Oh, hello. Thanks for calling back. Look, look, he said, I'm a celebrity chef and I've got oh, bollocks. people around me at the moment. Don't talk crap. <laughs> I thought, wow, finally I've got a client who's a celebrity chef. Oh, do oh don't talk. I never use that word. I normally say handsome or charming or witty. I'd never say celebrity. It comes and goes. Handsomeness is there forever. Anyway, that crap out of the way. Ask your question, sir. <laughs> right. So the, so, the, so the question is, right, if you're faced with two providers, yeah. one who's going to offer well, three providers, one who's going to offer you no guarantee, no money back guarantee, one who's going to offer you 100 percent money back guarantee and the other is going to offer you 200 percent money back guarantee. All all of the things being equal, which one are you going to go for? The one with the boobs. <laughs> <laughs> go on. Give me the Give me the question again. <sighs> right. Okay, you've got a choice mm. of three. Yes. You've got a provider who's going to give you no money back guarantee. Mm. You've got a provider who's going to give you a 100% money back guarantee. Or you've got a provider who's going to give you a 200% money back guarantee. All mm. other things being equal, who are you going to choose? I hate to tell you this, Stephen, but when I looked at your proposition, it was never, ever about the money. It was about the solution. So. I know the for me the important was 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 my permanent residency. If it was if it was buying a product or something that was less important to me than my right of abode in Hong Kong, perhaps I would view it differently. Um, and that's 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 the truth. But then I also know you, so I, I, it's it's a hard one. If let's say if I was going to buy a stereo system, A stereo system, B stereo system, C, without a doubt, it would be the one that said, if you don't like this, we'll return it and we'll give you your cash back and we'll give you a bonus to buy something else. Absolutely. I rest my case. The case has been closed. Yeah. Okay. So reversing the risk, ultimately, that, well, that's what that's all about. So, you know, asking yourself who carries the risk in the transaction Mm. And then what you do is you take away that risk from your client and that ultimately leads to growth. That's what experience 
that's the that's what I experienced because I needed to grow right without growth I was cooked so um by reversing the risk I I, I immediately brought that outcome I made that outcome available to me okay. which is counterintuitive isn't it really you know it's like hang on a minute I, here I am I've set up my shop um, uh, this is what I've. This is the value I've got to exchange. So I'm going to exchange the value for you for fair exchange. Um, it's it's counterintuitive to come along and say, well, no, actually, the starting premise to this relationship is if you decide that if we decide that we're going to have a relationship together, I'm going to end up giving you 200 percent of your money back if I don't deliver what I'm what I said I'm going to deliver to. Mm. That's a different proposition, a different story from your regular type of you know approach to transacting. Mm. So, um, you know, that just obviously leads to increased interest in what you're all about and therefore growth. So when you're um, dealing with the transfer, well, with the, with the adjustment in risk, there's only three ways to do it. Um, you can either sort of eliminate the risk completely. You can reduce the risk or you can transfer it or indeed reverse it, which is another variant, variation on reversing it. Mm. And what's interesting about this is that the uh, the endowment effect, you know, the feeling of loss is 10 times bigger than the feeling of gain, which is um, uh, manifest in my life anyways. Like, you know, I've never had any interest in casinos at all because I know that uh, every instance in the past where I've gone through the process of, you know, a wager other than, a, you know, a basic wager for fun on the Grand National or something like that. Mm. Um, the exchange, the experience that I've had uh, engaging in that wager has not given me a, you know, enough joy out of the fact that I've lost to justify. Um, uh, sorry, I, I'm, when I've won, I've never had enough um, enough joy out of winning compared to how I feel when I lose. And I know that I'm going to lose a lot more than I'm going to win because that's what gambling is all about, right? Mm. Uh, and therefore, because the because of the endowment effect. Because I feel ten times worse than when I when I know I've lost compared to the feeling that I get when I gain, uh, it keeps me away from the casinos because there's just basically no intellectual joy or emotional joy in it. It never works with me with chocolates and fatty foods, though, mate. The pleasure of the fatty foods is not ten times better than the elasticated trousers that I've had to wear in my past. Sign. You don't wear them now, though. No, right? no, I don't. Okay, so right, let, let's let's have a look at this way in in the food and beverage perspective. When a customer comes in and eats, they are almost at zero risk too because if they order something and they don't like it, 10 out of 10 people will probably send it back and get something else. 10 out of 10 yeah. good restaurateurs to keep the client happy would probably not charge them for the, sec the first or second meal anyway. So the restaurant is always at risk uh, based on subjective somebody's view of, of how you've cooked, whether uh, – of course, mistakes happen, but generally, you know, what, what happens, and we had a case not so long ago, somebody ate 95% of his steak, left in a grumpy huff with his wife and said, I didn't like the steak. So it raises right. the question, if you don't like something right at the beginning, how come you don't change it? Okay. So, so here's the issue, right? You've got to, you've got to think about these ideas in the context of the business that you're in. Mm. And when you're in an F&B business where you're serving, where you're delivering a, a restaurant type experience, you know, you've only got limited opportunities to, you know, look at the core proposition and ask whether you want to reverse the risk or not. Right. So, so when you walk through the, uh, you know, the, the front doors of a restaurant as a punter, what's your risk? Well, I guess your core risk 
is that you're just going to have a shit a shit meal uh, and because you don't have to pay for the meal uh, until, you've, until you've experienced it, then actually you control the um, exposure to risk all throughout that experience because, you know, it's only when it's done that you part with the cash and only then can you have the conversation that you need to have the conversation and, uh, and off you go. So mm. I don't think that you're in the restaurant game Reversing the risk is basically assuming all the risk of the financial cost of the meal. Mm. I think you have to look at reversing the risk in terms of the overall experience that you're trying to deliver to people Mm. and then anticipate that whatever sort of intellectual hurdles they have to go through in in determining to make a decision to to, to dine with you, you put something in that proposition that basically reduces the risk for them or reverses the risk for them to be able to do so. Now, that then sort of delves into the area of well business model and how you you know design and develop a business model to sort of anticipate these things and that means that you need to look at you know the, the entire relationship sort of flow from beginning to end uh, and think about that as a sort of a, a recurring relationship a sort of a, a customer life cycle if you will uh, and then you know what kind of things that you can inject into the experience that you want to impart well before they even set foot in your venue, uh, and have given them what they need throughout that sort of journey prior to getting into the venue. That, irrespective of what happens if you fail at the, at the last at the last minute of the hurdle, whatever, you know because of the way that your proposition is designed that if they told you that this was a fail, then. It's not going to cost them anything ultimately mm. because you're not going to charge them a bill. But because your way you've manifested your business model, you've actually got people into your sort of customer lifecycle experience that gives you the ability to A, learn from an experience like that where you've had to, to fund the cost of the meal because you it all fell over at the last minute. But B, knowing that actually that's not a real direct loss. What Mm. it is, it's an investment in the next time they come in through your doors because the experience that they've had all throughout has meant that, you know, they will come back again. You Mm. may have failed on, you know, one one, one critical element because you didn't deliver, you didn't keep your promise at some stage and that meant, you know, that they didn't get the experience that they were promised ultimately. Mm. But in the final analysis, you know, they want to deal with you again because it's worthwhile dealing with you again. So it isn't a loss, it's an investment. And you've obviously had all the learning experiences throughout so you don't make those experiences again. You don't encounter those experiences again. So you'll you'll perfect and tweak you, your business model as you go. Mm. I'm going to come up with a double your carbs back guarantee. <laughs> Open up a bakery. Well, that's easy, right? <laughs> Open your bakery. Triple your <laughs> gluten. <laughs> well... Well, you know, there's an that's an, that's an interesting guarantee, isn't it? To to weigh the couch, a double a double your a double your carbs guarantee. What does that mean? <laughs> what it means is we're going to give you free dessert. <laughs> Mashed potatoes are all yours, sweetie. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> Moving so, along. So, so you know, but yeah, well, yeah. So, so gen, more, speaking, sort of a little bit more generally about those ideas, right? Every every business that exists is a is, is, is a potential relationship and a potential transaction. And they're all going to have their own dynamics and circumstances, and they're all going to have opportunities to be molded in such a way so that, you know, one party can clearly create an environment for the other party to say yes. Uh, and uh, part of that is, you know, addressing the, 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 uh, the issue of risk. And um, risk really comes in the form of when you're thinking about sort of relationships in this fashion it comes in two forms you've got 
you've got uh, risk itself that's inherent to the transaction mm. uh, and fear of loss of control. And both risk and uh, fear of loss of control in any relationship results in an objection. And so when you hear the same objections over and over and over and over again in any kind of potential business commercial relationship, you know that that's all about where the risk sits and where uh, there is a sense of fear of loss of control. And so the way that you accomplish risk reversal is by essentially eliminating all those objections. So it means you have to think through you know, your transaction with your customer. And this then ties back into sort of the awareness that I've had that we've talked about, you know, previously on your show, uh, the experience that I had at Disney, yes. where I came to understand after being on that Disney cruise that actually you have the means to create, to control every single facet of an experience that, that you want to deliver to another party. Uh, and if you understand what those parameters look like, you can essentially iron out any all any and all objections to that party feeling completely positive about the interactions that they've had with you. And uh, one of the key things in all of this is to deliver an experience a la the Disney mode, where essentially the risk that exists in the transaction has been removed. It sits now with you as the provider where it best sits, because you're the expert at you know what you do and you have. Sort of laid, paved the way, as it were, for the for the encounter and the experience that your potential relationship is going to have with you. So you can control that. Hmm. Um, so that that's really all about reversing the risk. Okay. Now, uh, so yeah, on, on on your show next week, the Stephen Barnes uh, show. What will yes, we, yes, yes. Digital what? marketing FM. <laughs> I think that may be considered as passing off, sir. With your legal background, you should know that. Marketing bacon, two different concepts completely are on there. <laughs> Case dismissed. Throw him out of court. Uh -huh. Vexus, frivolous and vexatious, my lord. <laughs> Send him down. Uh -huh. So, right, next, next yeah. year, uh, next week, what are we, where are we going to carry on? Well, I think we'll build a little bit more on the reversing the risk things, right? Um, mm. you know, I've just talked about objections. So there's, there's a number of sort of objections that present themselves in relationships. So I thought what we'll do is we'll just go through those uh, objections, break them down. There's five of them and then give you uh, the benefits of my experience of those objections in the context of the Hong Kong Visa Center. How about that? Does I, that sound good? I look forward to it very much, good sir. You have an absolutely awesome weekend and I look forward to joining you on your show next week. Digital Bacon FM. And I had fun discussing risk reversal adjacent, and I hope you enjoyed listening to us and that you found it informative. Please let us know what you think in the comments and join us next time for a talk on how to craft an irresistible offer. Yeah.